Well, I want to welcome everyone here to our Thank you for coming and being involved. And I want to thank Sue and the team for just doing a great job. That was just tremendous. How many enjoyed that time, eh? Was that good or what? Great stuff, fantastic. Well, welcome back to another term, fantastic term. We're uh, having a, an interesting year this year. It's been a year a bit unlike any other year. And, uh, and then the year will be over and then there'll be another new year and new challenges. Eh? And uh, so we thank the Lord for his grace to get through. But uh, we, we spoke a little in the last term. I talked to you about transition and changes. We've been talking about that. I hate transition and changes, by the way. But however, they are actually healthy. They're good for us. Because the, the new fruit is always on the new area of growth. And, uh, but I want to just, just indicate just where we're at now in terms of some of the shifts. This year we've had more changes. It hasn't affected the whole church, but it's affected many people in the church because every time a leader moves out of a role, all the network that they're connected to and have a relationship with gets dislocated a bit. So it's helpful to be aware that even if a person was not directly leading you, when they move, it does directly affect all those that were under their leadership and that means lots of change. So this year we've had many more changes than we've expected. I've just been over in, a, in Clark Taylor's church. He said, this is the biggest year for changes we've had in our staff ever. And he had major change. In fact, all the faces I'd seen there had all gone and they were replaced by new people. And, uh, and that, well, I thought, well, that's good. I'm not the only one who's seen this. Can't be that bad. <laughs> And uh, so we've just walked our way through a whole number of transitions. Stephen Alley have now shifted to uh, Auckland, got a great place. Rod and Jenny have gone up there. They've got a, he's got a great job up there, been able to get a promotion into where he's gone up there and uh, they're sharing a house, they're renting a house together. So instead of paying a lot of money for a dunky little house, they've put their money together and now they've got a three-story place that they can all share. Got a story for every one story for, you know, for, their, for Rod and Jen, one story for Stephen Alley, one story for you know, all the family and whatever to get together. So that's worked out really well for them. <laughs> Just absolutely made right on the beach looking out to sea. So, uh, so I think I'll be going up to Auckland shortly. Browns Bay. <laughs> Welcome home. You can't get away. He can run. Mm? He's getting a boat. Yeah, I talked to him about getting a boat. When I go up there, we'll need a boat. <laughs> and uh, so we've had... Uh, uh, Kate has uh, finished her season, a long season of building the whole worship team area and uh, Dave has been working with her in the last few years in, in helping build and together they've uh, done a tremendous job and so they've now been able to release all of that and Suze is now picking that up and uh, so we just thank Sue for coming and picking it all up and uh, the whole area of that ministry has been divided we have Horowai now, there's Horowai over the back there, that's had handsome water, there he is there and uh, so he's picking up the media area to help the media area develop and to grow. And uh, that's a whole big area of its own. And uh, Shane has stepped into picking up the youth area. Where's Shane? Somewhere here. I saw him there. That's the man with the worried look over there. And uh, <laughs> so, so Shane's a young leader. And so this will be a big challenge for him. And Vaughan and Louise have picked up the kids' church now. So all of the areas are starting to shift and to change. Now, at this stage... It's all new and fresh with all those changes. So there'll be a number of leaders who'll be shifting their roles and positioning. Uh, it's a time to be incredibly positive 
about what God is doing and positive about changes and be supportive of people who are going through changes. There'd be many people who were connected to Stephen Alley and their leadership and uh, this would be the time for them to make a change and they've been choosing to make a change in the different areas and so that means for Born and Louise, they've got to build a whole new team. Shane will be building a whole new team and uh, Lynn's been doing a tremendous job, hours and hours and hours of counselling and uh, therapy and uh, uh, we call them mother love now. <laughs> but uh, just in this, in this recent season, uh, with the Freedom Retreat and the Restoration Retreat, it's like God has opened up the souls of many, many people in the church. And so there's been a lot of deliverance going on, a lot of healing going on, not just the retreats, but many people who have had pain and griefs and sorrows and issues unresolved for years. Suddenly, in this latest season, as we've just opened the door for the Holy Spirit to move, have come and said, I've got something I've been sitting on. And that's many people and uh, many deep and exceedingly grievous things that have happened in their background and they're stepping up and saying, God's showing me it's time to sort this out now. And so there's just a, there's a, you may not see it greatly in the church, but there is a wave of the Spirit of God sweeping through the church and all who are willing to let go and let God change them at this time, there's a great grace to, uh, to resolve things and to shift out of where you've been held in captivity. And, uh, you know, there's a scripture, I didn't share it tonight, but it says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. So when people break out of the uh, captivity, usually what happens with that is joy. So if you watch the last uh, three, uh, four or five weeks, you realize there's been a lot of joy coming into meetings and laughter happening into like that spontaneous laughter. It, it's actually part of the outworking of God turning captivities in people's lives. So the intercessory team been praying really hard for these breakthroughs uh, and God is about to shift the, the church in quite a significant way. So I really want to thank Mary for picking up the role that Lynn's had and running the team and holding the flag up, <laughs> dealing with the devil so we don't have to worry about them. And, uh, <laughs> so, so there's been a lot happening, not so much externally and outward but under the surface and in the background and uh, all change takes place in the heart before it takes place outwards so there's been a lot of moving around and in the coming uh, I want to really just before I go any further I want to really express my appreciation to you Lynn for the great work you've been doing uh, behind the scenes hours and hours you're working somewhere 60, 70 hours a week in counselling and uh, working with people and bringing people together uh, we, remember we said last year we had kind of felt like we need to just confront that spiritual area of witchcraft and push it back and, uh, and so as we've done that it's been with having a fresh move of the spirit in mind and so what Lynn has been doing is working to, uh, to, to deal with people's lives, help them break free, a lot of counseling, a lot of deep healing taking place, a lot of deliverance and also to bring people into a flow of being connected and uh, one of the fruits or outworking of control is people become disconnected People become disconnected from God, disconnected from themselves, disconnected from others. So whenever you get witchcraft operating, it operates around brokenness in our lives and it causes us to disconnect. And we draw back to try and control the pain or control what's there. And then we suffer loneliness and isolation. And so a major flow of the spirit right now is to connect everyone. A major theme is the connecting and bringing into a flow together. If uh, there's been patterns where people have remained in isolation, isolation means death. You know, the Bible says, you know, the wages of sin is death. Death is separation. So anytime there's separation, 
that you, you actually are in a place of death because life comes out of our connectedness to Jesus, our connectedness to one another. So uh, a major emphasis uh, at the moment is to start to connect the church, to connect people relationally and to let the flow of the spirit take place everywhere in every part of the church. So that means if there's control around your life, you'll feel some um, you'll feel uncomfortable and you'll feel a little bit of pressure around your life and that pressure will be to change and to let go, to let God work in your life and bring healing because God's bringing the church together to focus on mission, to focus on reaching our community in the coming year. And uh, so I don't want to hurry the work. I have a sense as though it'll carry on most of this year and then as we exit this year and come into next year, let the Lord say there'll be a breakthrough of many new areas of function for the church. So it's all fantastic. Thank you, Lerman. I want to thank Sergeant. He's not here, but I want to just uh, notify just Sergeant has done hours and hours and hours of work, just many hours beyond his employment to just attend to details, attend to bringing things together, and he's brought the operational side very well together. So it's been wonderful. And Cecilia's been doing great work, starting to gather up and connect different people and help them in shifting in their belief systems. So there's, the work may not look great outside, but internally there's many, many shifts taking place. And uh, so in a season like that, uh, <clears throat> our main flow or, or focus at the moment is just connecting, getting people connected. So you're not isolated, you're not out on your own, you're not living in your own world, you connect with other people. It's a choice to do that. We need one another. Uh, we really need one another. So in the previous years, uh, for a whole range of reasons that we don't need to go into, uh, the, the various ministries of the church have been encouraged to grow but they've sort of grown independent of one another and now we have to bring everything together so there's a common river flows right through and that means reshaping or redefining the vision and resetting a different culture for the coming year. I haven't been in a hurry to set it yet because I felt as though God's doing a work in many, many people and it's just not the time yet. But before the end of the year, we'll have to find our culture and we'll be talking to the leaders about the leadership culture we want to exit this year, come into next year with. Culture is a value system and the ways we behave. And there's a whole lot of ways that people behave that need to shift if we're to grow. You just can't keep doing the same thing. So I want to come into next year with a strongly defined church culture and leadership culture and to have us all on board together. Unity is not a matter of we love one another, had a good feeling and hugged in church and whatever. Unity has to do with alignment. It, you, you, you try and build a wall. If the bricks aren't aligned, there's no unity there, even though they're joined or connected. They accept to be aligned with a common plan and a common flow. And so that in itself, bringing the church into alignment together, will mean outlining our culture and saying, this is how we behave as a family. This is what we do as a family. This is the kind of people we are. This is how we operate. And it's not burdensome. It actually makes it safe for everyone because it's not about personalities. It's about, hey, we want a family where people come in and they can really grow and really thrive in that family. Amen? So, so if God has not touched your life yet, it just means uh, you're perfect. So you don't have to worry. <laughs> or it could mean your turn is yet to come. <laughs> And uh, so we would hope that's what would happen. So these are some of the fresh, fresh things that are happening. So I encourage during this term, what, uh, what I want really every one of us to do is one, just keep, keep the church and the leadership in prayer as we begin to bring together vision and focus for the coming year. There is major transition that's taking place and next year 
I will, I will want to go into the church in the area of strengthening the foundations. At the moment it's been at top leadership level and staff level, then it'll start to go level by level by level into the church. We need to all have a strong foundation. You can't build a strong foundation unless you deal with the heart belief systems of people. And uh, just having lots of activities gets people busy and tired. It doesn't necessarily build great things. So we're focusing in, in the coming year, we will focus around some areas such as uh, bringing the church into a flow of unity, uh, bringing them to a common culture, and then bringing to a common focus of what we're wanting to do. And uh, I believe there'll be a fresh release of the Spirit of God with that, and we want to look out into the community to start to uh, consciously make effort to engage the lost. We have to do that or there's no future. You can't just have a church that enjoys great meetings and great teaching and doesn't actually look beyond itself to the needs of those around us. There's a balance between our needs and then engaging the community. So right now God is realigning the church but the focus will be towards the community. And uh, we'll have to figure out how to do all of that and God will help us on the way. His plan anyway. So we want to open up for the Holy Spirit to move. So you'll notice in the meetings uh, I'm looking for uh, not to keep them too tight, keep them loose so we can flow and work with the Holy Ghost, things happen, and uh, just enjoy it. Now, if there's laughter and you're not one for laughing, then don't get angry. <laughs> I remember the first time the Holy Ghost laughter came, came and then it came and then it came and then it came, I saw people laughing and then they were rolling around laughing and then they were hysterical laughing and I didn't even have a giggle. <laughs> I was very angry and uh, I realised I was angry at God and they had to come and had to talk to God about that he just said you've just got a lot of control in your life and so when we find that God is moving uh, it exposes where our life is under control because you can't laugh and be in control at the same time it's just impossible so laugh, I'll be believing God I've been praying and believing God that we would uh, experience that drunken glory just that flow of God just get you plastered, get you happy get you freed up on the inside and ready then to come into a different, come into a difference and come into a change. Now I don't want church to go all crazy and silly, I just want it to be free and have a lot of fun and life in it. And uh, because in that environment people are attracted and then we need to flow as a family and be focused together. We've got a few things this term we need to just bear in mind will be taking place. First one is the show outreach, we've got about 40 in, uh, people going I think on the team, that'll be 51. Whoa, that's the biggest team yet isn't it? So just keep praying for that team. Uh, now they've had some good flows of revelation. We need revelation and miracles. Yeah, miracles. So speak miracles over them during those days the show is on and salvations. So just remember to pray into that area. Uh, this year we've got Christmas in the park. About a week before Christmas we'll be all going over to Napier so the uh, Sue will come up with an announcement. And if you can smile and have a pretty face then you're in. And uh, if you can sing, that's even better. And uh, if you can smile and have a pretty face, you're in the back row. If you can sing, you're in the front row. And uh, if you're sort of somewhere in between, you don't smile well and you don't sing well, you'll be in the middle there. <laughs> and Lynn has been chosen to be the conductor. So I told her she has to wear a flowing cape. And do it all with a flourish with a baton. So she has never been a conductor before, and, uh, but the Holy Ghost identified these conductor abilities in her. We were having a, a, a staff morning tea and we were having happy birthdays and 
I could see it was in Lynn. I said, come on, Lynn, you've been dying to get up on the table and dance, so let's do it. So I got her up on the table. I said, well, everyone else got a birthday up. And I said, we had all these people on the table. And Beryl was looking at the table thinking, my maintenance budget's about to blow. But no, it did not blow. And so Lynn then got into conducting. And so on the basis of identifying this gift, she will now conduct the choir for the church. You never know in a moment of madness that what you do may be noticed and it might be the beginning of a whole new ministry. So there you go. It's got a beginning of a new ministry. So we want to have about 150 people in the choir, have our band up there. We'll be doing carols for an hour and that'll be on the Friday night, weather permitting. So pray the weather's fine and we just really go well. 20,000 people. That's great, isn't it? Eh? And then on the Sunday night in our home church, We'll then do Christmas carols on that Sunday night and just everyone go and bring in everyone you can. We'll advertise it and get the Hastings people to come along to a rowdy carol service. That'll be great, won't it? Uh, two other things that we have coming up this term. In November, beginning of November, Ian will be having his conference. Uh, he's got Jason Westerfield, who can't be here for Sunday, unfortunately. He will be here for the Friday and the Saturday. It's the first Friday, Saturday in November. So if you want to get into that, you'd need to book into that because it'll probably fill up. Just the Friday he's here. He's leaving on Saturday, is he? What about Thursday? Here's the Thursday night, is it? Friday, Saturday morning. There you go. Well, anyway, he's here for a bit. Uh, just, we'll have a bit. It doesn't matter how long he's here. You'll get a bit of him. And uh, the rest is about here. Now, uh, just so you're just aware, uh, over the last uh, few years, Ian's ministry has grown out into the nation. You'll find he's got websites now that hate him, which is always a sign you're doing something right and uh, he's got a clip or two on YouTube. And, uh, but God has given him favour in a whole number of nations now because of some of the dimensions, experiences he's had. And so people have been drawn to the ministry and uh, he wants to launch his own ministry. So he's launched a website this year which has attracted some attention. And uh, so he, we want to, on, at the end of this month, uh, he will uh, finish his role as an elder in the church because he's just out too much to be able to be effective in the role. He's done the best he can and he's counseled help people and been involved in uh, discussions on leadership and direction. He's a great blessing, but he needs now to, he wants to pursue this whole area of his own ministry. And uh, we're not sure where all that will lead to or what that'll all mean, but however, we want to just bless him. So we'll pray for him at the end of the month and thank him and appreciate that role. He'll still be part of the church. He'll be in the oversight role and connect with us prophetically, uh, probably just more about once a month than he has done and he'll be in church whenever he can. Kay, of course, will still be in church. This is her home church, and she will carry on in the areas that God's called her to, unless he calls her to something else. So um, it, it, these kind of changes are a little uncomfortable because you're playing new ground. You don't know where you're going quite, but uh, we just want to stand behind and bless him in his endeavour and believe that he can have an impact in the world and that people will continue to be drawn and built by what he's got. The other thing, which is a major launch this term, Will be, and we're starting it uh, this coming week. We've mentioned and talked a little bit about Pakistan, and uh, I'd love to get Anwar out here. He's one of those people you just love him when you meet him. He is an amazing person, and uh, I'm a bit cautious when I go around third world because everyone's got their hand out, but I found with him a man with no demand of any kind, a man with just a tremendously loving spirit. You just see it in his eyes. He's just loving person. He just got a deep love for Muslims. I don't understand that. It's got to be God-given. And he's as bold as they come and confrontational. I have, there's no reason why they don't just shoot him on the spot. 
He is that confrontational with them. Highly confrontational. We, were in, we, we paid for him to come over to a conference to meet Reinhard Bonnke and be prayed for and some, some connections with Yonghi Cho. But, you know, the first, we brought him over twice now, but the first time he came over, in his spare time he arranged a meeting, got a hundred Muslims together and preached the gospel to them. Now, everyone was astounded because no one can do that. Just no one can do it. You create enough evil. But he has got, when you love people, they feel the love. And they feel the love from him. And uh, his ministry is like Penny Hens, amazingly anointed with power. See meetings and you'll see the clip, we just raise his hand and just people go down under the power by the hundreds. And uh, so this is a great ministry for us to connect with and uh, we want to partner with him. He's, uh, I, I always suss out where people are before we connect with them. We want the same kind of spirit. And uh, I, I really have come to love this man and uh, he's come to trust David. Dave's been over two or three times now and, uh, made, and God's given favour that I don't understand it. You just don't get that happen by accident. It has to be God doing it. Favour right through to the current president, who may not be president too long, but that doesn't matter. However, he's got favour right through there, and, and Anwar trusts him. One of the big problems with these third world ministries is if they get successful, um, first world ministries come and exploit them. And uh, already sergeants told me over in India of people he's met there and they were bitter because of the way they've been exploited by Western people. So what a third world ministry is very helpful for them is to have uh, a Westerner who they can trust, who will represent them well and speak on their behalf and act on their behalf and can suss out the Westerners. You understand you've got to suss them out because they come with agendas and uh, when they come with an agenda it's about what we can get out of you rather than what we can do to bless you. And our approach for all the years I've been pastor has been we never put our name on anything. We just are here to extend the kingdom of God to sow into people and to bless them. So when we were working with COC, Jim went out and planted many churches overseas and they were very offended that we wouldn't put our name on them. And I said, no, it's the kingdom of God. We, we don't want to build our kingdom. We want to build Jesus' kingdom. And when you build Jesus' kingdom, you release. And it doesn't look good because you look like you've just given everything away. But it actually is the spirit of God's kingdom. And uh, so uh, what we're planning to do then is for Dave and Kate and the family to go over there. Now there are some quite big obstacles. So the first one I'd like you to be praying for is the area of visas. We have to get visas for them to be able to stay there and to work there. So please, if you could be praying during this term about the visas. The second thing we need to do is finance. They have no money, but God will raise it in due course. Uh, as a church, we won't raise everything, but there is something I believe we should do. I'd like us to be able to raise finance to support Dave and Kate as a family, just like we've done with Doug and Kalinda, and also to be able to establish a satellite TV station over in, in Pakistan. I don't feel responsible to uh, try and finance all the operation of it. I think God will find other ways of doing that. I feel our part is just to get it up and going. Now, there are many things which are emotionally more attractive. You see an orphan and you love to feed an orphan. But what you've got to see is with, uh, with the, one of the most powerful ways of influencing the multitudes is through the media. And so I'll be sharing about this and we'll see some things on that. But today, TV can go where no person can go. So right through uh, Pakistan and right into these other countries, People watch TV. Now, the Muslims would never go to a Christian meeting that they can see TV and no one knows. 
so they watch in their own home what they want and they can come to Christ, be healed, delivered over the television and then that usually means they break out of cover and come into the meetings. So many of the people who are coming to the meetings have already seen them on the TV at the local level already. So what we're wanting to do is to basically, primary thing, there'll be other things to do, but the primary thing is raise up a satellite station that can reach the whole of that part of the world where there's a huge about a quarter of the world's population. So it'll be a great challenge for us, but let's believe together and I just ask that you pray and let God speak to you. We've never been too strong up in the Muslim world, so this is a big challenge. Everyone complains about what Muslims are doing, but we'll be doing something back. <laughs> into their homes, into their hearts, with the gospel. And it's clear that it's their time. Because, you know, Dave, I mean, Dave's had 5,000 saved at a time. Raised someone from the dead, you know. I think, oh, I feel so envious. But however, we want to see our sons and the various people in the church rise up and go further than we have. So this is exciting. So in, in thinking about this, what you think about is this, is that when I sow in, what I'm doing is becoming a partner in the fruit that God brings forth with us. And I think I've got a chance at this time in my life to probably have the biggest influence ever through the television station. So I'm determined to get that station up and get it going. Because I feel that, that to me will have fruit that goes on for decades. Unless it gets blown up, but however, you know. <laughs> but you know, they don't have a very big building and it's just well hidden. So. <laughs> so, so there it is. So that's our coming term. These are the things we need to do. So I encourage us as a family to, to don't disconnect, don't withdraw, allow God to bring you together. So connect with people, have them into your home. Make conscious effort to connect with people, connect with new people, a lot of new faces coming to the church. Go and introduce yourself to them. Don't stay with your own people that you're happy with. Go say hello to someone new. Sunday morning, when we are in church and we have the welcome time, there should be no leader sitting. If you're sitting, what are you doing? You're a leader. <laughs> Lead. <laughs> you get up and you go to meet people that you don't know. See, so every Sunday we have people come in. So, uh, and, and what happens in, in a church in gathering people, once people have actually made the decision to come, the people in the car park are the first influences, the people at the door are the second, and then the greeting is the third. So rather than we just clap when people are there, get up and go and make them welcome. Just make people welcome and get them home or get them to someone's house for a meal or introduce them. Once you find out what they do, think of someone who's like that or does that and connect them in so they've got some friends very quickly. No matter what the church is like, at the end of the day, if people don't form about three or four friends in the first six months, uh, three months, they don't stay. It's friends that count. So we have to turn the church out of just enjoying itself into becoming quite intentional about reaching and gathering people. So right now there's a lot of realignment going on, we'll, build, we'll begin to develop the culture and then in the coming year we'll be believing we can expand out in many, many different ways. Be fantastic. Great challenge, isn't it, eh? All very, very good. So one little, just a practical thing just for you to have a think about. Just, and this is the area of assumptions. When you assume something, you, it means you believe something is true without checking it out. Mm -hmm. So if we assume something, uh, I assume you will be there on time. Who weren't there? Now I feel upset, you know, and you know what that's like. Now, when we make assumptions, we are 
expecting something to happen without really, or we expect something, or we believe something to be true that isn't necessarily true. We haven't checked it out. One of the greatest separators in relationships are assumptions. And what, what happens is something happens and we feel rejected or feel hurt or feel slighted or feel this and then we begin to think the person is you know, against us or they've got this or they're doing that and we think what we feel and think are true and we never bother to check it out. That is an assumption. And what it means is you are believing something that's not true. You're believing something that's wrong about a person. And when you believe something's wrong about a person, you're believing a lie that will breach your relationship and create many problems. And one, one difficulty that we have in relationships is assumptions. We just assume we know why someone did something. We assume we know what's going on when actually we haven't stopped to check it out. I'll just give you a, a real good example of it from last year. Last year I had quite a challenge because uh, we've been supporting John Wandera for a long time and then letters arrived from two of the pastors and they came to uh, Bryden, they came to me, they came to uh, Leon and they made accusations that money we'd sent the pastors had been withheld, that John wasn't honest with the money. They made a whole range of different allegations and they kept coming. And they kept coming and coming and coming. And then we found out someone from Australia was supporting him and that guy rang up and he was irate and going to go to the plea, all that kind of stuff. It was actually a huge problem. Now, you can either assume what you've heard is true or you can make a decision to withhold judgment until you know the facts. So I made a conscious decision. I didn't feel I could go forward until it was cleared up, but neither was I going to go back. And neither was going to believe bad about John. So I spoke to the guys around me. I said, we will believe... John is a good man until there is clear evidence otherwise. We will believe he's a good man and we will look for a chance to sort through all this stuff. And it went on for quite a while. It was very, very difficult. It was quite high prevalent. It was a major issue and it caused, caused him a lot of pain and struggle. In the end, we waited. He came and we had a chance to connect with him. We were satisfied when we talked with him. None of the stuff we could have assumed to be true was true at all. And subsequently on this last visit, uh, I said to them two things. One is, John is a giver. He's always been a giver. Givers are not takers. I do not believe he'll take. The second thing I said is, the guys that, he's, that are complaining are people that he has disciplined. I believe they're offended and they're running him down. Experience tells me that's probably what's going on. So I said, I refuse to assume anything about him in spite of all the letters and apparent evidence. And once we check the facts, we've got it right. You understand I had to make no assumption, no judgment, just love believes the best. And then I checked it out. And when we checked it out, we found everything accounted for, everything in order, everything in place. And then subsequently on, a, on a, this recent visit, Leon has uncovered uh, further immorality in, the two past, in one of the parsons he disciplined. So what we chose to believe, love believes the best and checks things out. So make no assumptions about anything or anyone. If you think you know what something is or think you know what you think you know, go check it out. It's the simplest way. Just check it out. Hey, I heard this. Is this true? Or I was feeling this. Is, is there something going on? Or I was feeling a bit of a distance between us. Is there something there? Is there something we need to talk about? Never assume anything. If you assume, you'll end up believing something wrong. You'll end up in a place of separation and relationships breached that way. Right now we're wanting to connect people. 
So if you're going to connect, we have to refuse to assume things. Always check out the facts, clarify, ask the questions. It was kind of interesting, we were talking with the Maori people, and I'll just finish with a story, and we're in a meeting and, and someone asked a question, and, and it was, there was quite a reaction to it all, and I said, well, why is this? And then it was in the culture, if you asked a question, you were being offensive. So no one asked questions, but they all made assumptions and all ended up in hurt events and separated. So we've now shifted them in the leadership culture. Everyone asks questions. Questions is a smart thing. There's no dumb questions, there's just dumb answers. But questions are always welcome. So one of the things I encourage you to do, and, our, and the whole team has grown just a huge step. Isn't that right, Maria? Just really shifted and grown. Just like just breaking that one thing. No assumptions, check it out just stopped a lot of stuff happening and helped build unity. So building unity and building togetherness is about connecting to one another, having fun, laughing together, socialising, talking together, making no assumptions, and if you feel something, check it out. Amen? Well, I just think we've had a great term so far. We're in for a great term this year, and you're a great team. Uh, I just appreciate and value that you hang in there and we stand strong. I was talking to a pastor just recently. He said, we need Bay City to stay in the, at the spearhead, breaking through in the spirit, because if you falter, it'll affect us all. I thought, whoa, wasn't that something? They said, we pray for you all the time because we understand the role you have in the cities, in the region, to break through in the spirit, and we depend on you holding your ground and not backing up. And he said, we've been praying for you, and uh, if there's any areas that you have concern, please let us know so we can continue to stand in prayer because we know what you're doing to bless the whole region. So I thought that was great to hear, wasn't it? Is that good news? Yeah. Amen. And I nearly assumed he didn't like me because I hadn't seen him for a long time. <laughs> well, Father, we just thank you for a great evening, great prayer time, great church. We thank you for a great future, great destiny. We believe together for release of finance, visas, we're a release of wisdom and great grace on us for miracles and enlargement in this coming season. Holy Ghost, we welcome you. We pray that every dry old bone here will be wetted up by the Holy Ghost and every creaky joint will be oiled by the Holy Ghost. And Lord, where we got tired, we'll be filled and fired up with a new strength, new vigor, new life. Father, I pray for everyone that's active, proactive in reaching souls. Father, I pray the power, the wisdom and the might of God will be upon each one. Father, we call for a fresh flow of your spirit in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's give the Lord a clap, shall we?